episode 34. I know it was you, Fredo. You broke my heart. You broke my heart. Good evening, Drone fans. I'm Asus. I'm running solo tonight. Uh, Matt's busy this evening, and obviously, we uh, like last night, we told you EC is in quarantine with um, COVID. Um, prayers to him, prayers to his family. Uh, he's doing better. He texted me today, uh, but yet he's not able to, you know, get on here and talk. So, um, guys, you know, take this virus seriously. Uh, it can happen to anyone. Obviously, you know, happened to one of our, you know, our family and EC and his family. Um, so just um, take care of yourselves. But uh, we're, we're praying for a speedy recovery, which I know it's going to happen. The man's, uh, the man's resilient. And, you know, Matt, well, Matt, Matt's doing, uh, Matt, Matt's doing what Matt does. You know, COVID, you know, not COVID, uh, what do you call it? Uh, you know, you know clandestine shit you know what i mean whatever whatever matt's job is i don't ask him he don't tell me anyways um but uh now you you've heard me two nights back to back doing a uh solo monologue 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 uh, whatever you want to call it um monologue there you go uh but i think tonight's uh well deserved we today was a close transfer window um I've looked online and I've seen a lot of um, you know <coughs> what we done. Uh, obviously, we didn't reach the the targets that we wanted to, um, and we can get we'll get those we'll get into that here shortly. I've seen a lot of negative um, uh, talk and a lot of positive talk, and I'm trying to like just away through all the bullshit because you know I have my own opinion. And, you know, again, the guys obviously have their own opinions, too, about who we've brought in and who we've let go. Um, like you heard in the intro, uh, uh, Matt, Ed Woodward, Matt Judge, uh, they're Fredo, you know. Uh, Manchester United fans are, are Mike Corleone. Uh, we kissed him on the lips and said, you let me, you let us down. You know, you broke our heart, and that's what, you know, that's what we're dealing with uh, as Manchester United fans. And that's what we've been dealing with as Manchester United fans since Sir Alex left. When I saw the news in 2003, I was in a bar with uh, actually EC and our boss. The news came off, <clears throat> excuse me, ESPN, the ticker, and the ticker, Sir Alex first resigns. I knew it was bad, but I didn't think it was going to get this bad. I really didn't know that. I didn't really realize that Sir Alex and uh, David Gill covered up a lot of the warts that was, that is our board. Maybe, um, and our man and our upper ownership, you know, we can't, I mean, we did it. The second episode was 
You can't deny the fact that the Glazers have given Manchester United money. Which they have. Even even in Sir Alex's day, they gave him money. They gave him plenty of money to spend. And even, I mean, the, the percentage of what the hits or misses, when even when Sir Alex's manager was, was pretty, um was below 50%. If I remember correctly, I have to go back in my notes uh, or or just hear the second you know second episode of the podcast. Uh, greed is good, uh, but I think we're hitting <laughs> with this regime. We are hitting a lot less as well. I mean, with David Moyes, Louvain Hall, uh, Mourinho, and obviously Ole Gunnar, we were hitting a lot less on our transfer mark in our transfer targets. Uh, yes, the academy has. Uh, I think that's what Sir Alex relied a lot upon in his early days and also in his um, heyday, you know, in the mid-90s, early 2000s. And then, you know, he got into more of an international kind of flair in the, after 92, you know, he started bringing in a lot more international players. As as it, I think as it was posh, you know, as it was Europe was doing as – uh, England was doing, um, so, I mean, I don't doubt that, you know, he brought in great players like Ronaldo, uh, Nisteroy, I mean, he brought in Yamstam, um, but I mean, that, that was not just the early 2000s, that was, but, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying, um, but yeah, you, in the early, the 2000s, and now, now what we have see is more of an influx of, of international players and less British players, um, he had, I mean, this core when he was in his heyday, or when Manchester United were Manchester United were um, were the English academy players with Skulls, Giggs, Beckham, uh, but both Nevilles. Um, you know, we had a um, Sheridan. No, I mean he was. A, I mean, even came from Tottenham. I understand, but you know, we just you know had Dwight York, Andy Cole. We had this, you know, this this core of talent that we um we acquired obviously like like eric cantona we acquired uh and within the league uh but we had to set a nucleus of, of academy players and some of those weren't academy players and yes i know people are be like well, uh dwight york and andy cole weren't academy players i understand that but i just named pretty much the core of that you know that class of 92 team um in, in this and it just seems like we don't have that. I mean, no, we don't have that leadership, you know, that, that I mean, that spine. We have not had that for a while. We keep buying players, hit and miss, hit and miss. I mean, Sir Alex has it. Shinji Kagawa never hit. Uh, Nani, I mean, that's a debate that people can have. I mean, and then going into Falcao Di Maria, uh, you know, <laughs> Rakaku, I mean, all these big sightings that we've spent money on. So this is the thing. I, I don't want people to get it twisted. Yes, the Glazers have taken out a lot of money from this club, as they should. And I'm not defending the Glazers. And, and you know, this, I mean, you just have to understand business, guys. I'm not defending the Glazers and what they've done. And I know a lot of people across the pond are like, oh, man, they've taken so much money. I don't agree with the tactics in which they bought the team. They bought the team on debt, and they bought their team on loans, and they're taking loans against the team. That's bullshit. Hands down, that's bullshit. 
But for the you know for for an owner to say you know what I'm making profit from this team I'm gonna take some money you know and put in my own bank account I don't disagree with because that's capitalism uh, and maybe they don't believe in capitalism across the pond but that that is what it is uh, but they should not be borrowing against the club and putting the like, the club in, in debt like they have been and that's bullshit because I don't think they do that with Tampa Bay I don't think the amount the uh, um, the commission and was it the federal commission on uh, trades the fcc or whatever they want to call it um would allow that you know maybe they do i don't know i don't know the the inner goings of the tampa bay buccaneers uh and i believe they have the tampa bay lightning as well i believe they won a stanley cup championship right now this year I'm, i don't pay too much attention to hockey but i think they did um so they're making money hand over fist in their sporting programs. Obviously, with Tampa Bay, uh, Tom Brady jersey sales are off the roof for that. Uh, they're not doing too bad, in, you know, in their record right now. Obviously, they they can't have fans, just like Manchester United have fans. But the way they're doing business with Manchester United, I really don't think that um, that would be allowed anywhere else in the United States. But obviously, this is not a United States company. I mean, team. So. Uh, they're playing within the rules of you know of, of what they can do, and you know yes, I've been a Glazers out person, but to the point of we need to get a person that's gonna actually just you know have the best interest of the club. I mean, I don't want the Saudi group in there at all, and I think the another Middle Eastern you know ownership can you know it won't be but it won't be beneficial to the league. Um, obviously, I wish they're. The, the 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 billionaire British the top you know the number one billionaire British man uh, wouldn't have invested in a, a French team but he did and uh, he didn't want to buy Manchester uh, even though he's a Manchester fan I forgot the man's name uh, Mackenzie Bezos you know I've been pushing her to get back at her husband and everybody thinks it's a joke but I really think that uh, you know the her money she's worth sixty billion dollars I mean she could buy this club give it back to the people of Manchester and I think we can you know do wonders but we're not I mean now this this episode was not intended guys to bash on Woodward I'm sorry to bash on the board well yeah it was actually because the fact of if we looked at today and looked at the signings of what which, which we completed today and the total to signings for the first team uh we have I think the grade would probably be a D uh Donnie Vanderbeek Obviously, was signed a couple of weeks back. Uh, for some reason, he's not getting on the pitch in EPL games. Uh, he's getting on the pitch in, in cup games. Uh, and I don't see... And that's where the whole thing about Ole and his tactics. I don't see that um, why he's putting a, a player that has a high rate you know, of uh, attacking. Putting in the shift, uh, he's putting on the bench when we have Paul Pogba out there. You know, that's not really giving a shit. Uh, I just, I just don't rate, I mean, I don't know what's the reason, you know, we're just giving, you know, it's just, it's just too, when you look at it, just <laughs> on paper, yes, it looks, you know, the our starting lineup looks great. Oh, we're going to bring Donnie Vanderbeek. But then you substitute Donnie Vanderbeek in the 90th minute in one of our, our, our league matches. It just doesn't make sense. I don't, I don't know what, what it is. Give the kid a chance. You you brought him in. Granted, it was an, on you know a low amount for a transfer for a transfer window wage, um, 
But give him, give the guy a chance. He wants to. He's attacking. He, he wants to attack. He's in the box. He's the number ten. So give him the chance. And we get to today, because we failed on the Jaden Satchel thing. And I obviously, um, EC and Matt have had, and I have had our differences on Jaden Satchel. I'm glad. Technically, I'm glad we didn't get Jaden Satchel. I think he's too much for a player in the Bundesliga that is, I, if you're going to play that much, at least Paul Pogba was world-class, or at least they considered him a worldy player uh, by some, uh, by some definition from some pun, you know, some Facebookers or Twitters or YouTubers across the pond that this guy, I mean, they sold us on a bit of goods, but you know, Jane Sancho is not at that level, but yet they're wanting 120 million pounds for him. I don't. I believe 120 million pounds is a lot for any player. I mean, Ronaldo would be a lot. I mean, we paid, we got paid 90 million. Some. I mean, I think it was 79 million pounds at the time was a world record. You know, fee when we sold Ronaldo in 09. Uh, Messi. I don't believe Messi's worth half a billion dollars as a player. You can buy players and compete. One person. I know EC has always been. We've been back and forth. EC is saying that one player is not going to make a difference. And I agree to some extent with that, that uh, Jaden Sancho ain't going to fix the fact that uh, if he's on the pitch, if uh, Martial gets hurt, if Rashford gets hurt. So what does that leave us? Jane Sancho and Dan James on the other side. What does that leave us if um, Papa gets hurt? It's going to leave us Jane Sancho and Fred and McTominay in, in the center of the pitch. So it doesn't matter. I mean, Jaden Sancho could try to do it all, which I don't think he can. Uh, so, I mean, not getting him, not spending as much money for a player like that, I, I mean, I'm i totally good at that. I mean, his wages, I think, would have been... I think what they're reporting, about 200-something thousand pounds a week. Um, granted... We're, we give out money, weekly wages like candy. So uh, what's another 200-something? But I know in the early process, they were talking about 300, 400 uh, pounds a week for this dude. No, no. I know we and EC had arguments on that. We don't need to bring a cancer like that in. It's making more than, you know, David De Gea, Paul Pogba, you know, Anthony Martial, Rashford, and stuff like that. Somebody that has not been proven in the league. Uh, I know I'm probably going to get killed on this and I probably might lose listeners because they don't think I'm know what I'm talking about. But I think with the money that you can, um, that you can pay for, uh, for Jane and Sancho, I think you can get a quality players, uh, in, you know, that could compete. I have, I've always said it, uh, and even though Greenwood has not, his discipline has probably been off. Uh, coming back, uh, I don't know if I don't know if it's his uh, the mentality of what happened with over with England over the over the over the break. I don't know if fame has got to his head or whatnot. Um, it's just he does not seem like the same attacking player. I mean, he had a shot. I mean, guys, he had a shot on the right left hand side. Of, you know, left hand side. There was a cannon. Boom. He. I mean. He, I mean. It could. I mean. It was probably about you know, two yards off. Uh, but I mean, the cannon that he had with his right, right foot, 
on the you know the left side on the left side of the goal, and we've already seen what he can do in, in on the le- on the right hand side of the goal with his left foot. But for some reason, his discipline is not there, and I don't know why you know, what that is. I don't know if it's mentally. We saw that with Bruno. Is he had discipline in the beginning when he came, and then it kind of like just tailed off. He has no discipline anymore. Um, I don't know if that's a culture within the team, or if that's what Ole's. You know, I doubt. Again, I'm not trying to be an Ole apologist. I doubt Ole's trying to teach. Hey, you know, you know what? Everything you've known, this freelance old shit. You know what I mean? No, I mean I just don't think that's happening. I just think that you know people are trying too hard, and they're not you know within the system or whatever system that is. But I don't think that they're doing what they need to be doing. Uh, when EC and I were arguing the other day, not on not on air but off air, telling me that you know Paul Pogba is on more of a defensive role, and and and, and Matic is more an advancing role because it shows in statistics. I just, you know, I'm like, whatever, dude. You, you can't tell me all it's telling me is him to sit back. No. I mean, that ain't happening. Because Paul Poppy gets forward. He doesn't want to get forward, in my opinion. But I'm going to get out the Paul Poppy train again. And this is not a Paul Poppy basketball session. This is a transfer market uh, review. So we've already talked about Donnie. He needs to get on the pitch. We also brought in uh, Teus. From Porto, left back. We have, I guess now we can put Brandon Williams back to right back as the backup. Because Aaron, uh, Aaron Juan Basaka does need to get challenged at that position. Because we have seen that Basaka is not the same Basaka as like I was touting at the end of last season. I was like, dude, this dude has improved his attacking. And I don't know what happened. I mean, I, I mean I'm, I'm a flabbergasted about the fact that Aaron Juan Basaka has not been the same player as he ended last season. And I know he's in, I know that player is in there. So I'm not giving up on him. Like some people are, some people are like, you know, Aaron Wambasaka, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Gary Neville, I think uh, was an, I'm sorry. Wayne Rooney posted someone, you know, um, the guy from uh, Brighton. I think we played, he was a better right, he could be a better right back option for, for, um, for United. I don't disagree with the, the guy's talent, but I'm not willing to give up an Aaron Wambasaka right now. Uh, it's only three games into the first season. I don't know what happened over the off season or what, but I, I mean, I, I saw the improvement of last season of how he, you know, consciously try to get forward, but now it just seems like he just wants to do that. Like EC said, a drop back and and do the spider kick uh, takeaways. You know, just you know when somebody's attacking him. Uh, maybe that's in his contract. I don't know. I have no idea. But I want to see the Aaron Wambasaka that you know that left last season because I really do think that he was con- you know consciously working and getting forward. Uh, so Teus, getting back to Teus, I'm sorry. Uh, is he going to challenge Luke Shaw? I hope so. But we buy a thirty. I'm sorry, twenty seven year old left back, Brazilian left back that can't get into the national team. I think he has one one cap. Um, and yes, with Porto, with Porto, again, he looks good. So did Bruno with Sporting, right, in the Portuguese League. So I'm going to hold my hopes on uh, that can probably work out. I'm not going to put all of my eggs in the Alex Tan's basket, especially when he's only been bought for like 15, I think it was 15 million plus add-ons. 
like 20 some million plus that 15 plus add-ons could come out to like 20 million so that's that you know alex says i'm gonna hold my hopes uh hopefully he challenges luke shaw uh luke shaw's look shaky the past two matches uh but he's putting in shifts it's just not the right shifts so hopefully alex says you know does what he needs to do all right now there is um Chari. I'm not going to butcher this man's name, so I'm just going to call him by his last name. He's not a man. He's a, he's a young kid, you know, 18 years old, from Atlanta. Uh, not seeing any tape on this man, um, you know, player. Uh, so I'm not going to – I'm just going off with uh, the pundits and everybody's talking. I think he was almost – I think he was compared to Messi, you know, his talent-wise, his quickness and his agility. Uh, Matt texted me, and he's like, dude, this dude's quick. He can't game. He can't get in a game with Atlanta. Uh, so I'm gonna hold, I'm be reserved on this. Yes, we're buying talent. We're buying young talent. Uh, but we can't get this guy till January. So what does it matter? I mean, what is that? What What does it matter? Uh, then we bring in this guy Funcal Pestori, Peltri, Pelstri, or something like that. From Uruguay, 18-year-old from um, Pentrola, um, winger, you know, obviously his stats look good. Uh, all, I mean, this is, he's 18. Again, we're buying 18-year-olds to play the first team. What do you want us to do? I don't know. I can't figure it out. And then we buy, we didn't buy, I'm sorry. We got him on a free Edison Cavani. And this is where I'm going to probably disagree. A lot of people are going to disagree with me. I don't... I, I disagree with the, how much we're going to be paying him weekly wages. But... I don't disagree with the player that, Edison, that is Edison Cavani. Because we've seen him throughout the years with PSG. Obviously with the the additions of uh, of Neymar and, uh, and Mbappe and uh, Greece. And I'm sorry. Uh, God, who else do they have? Uh, that team, he can't get in. He can't get in, and he's probably even hurt. Um, so what's the difference? You know what I mean? You know, we're bringing in a top-class player that plays for Uruguay that has proven for Uruguay, uh, that has proven his, you know, in his work, his worth throughout the um, throughout his, 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 you know, PSG, um, and it's the team prior to that. Uh, God, who did he play for? Was it Atlético? Um, we're getting a player that is, I think has that dog in him. And that's what I'm, I see when I see, uh, it, you know, Edison Cavani, you know, when he plays, I see a dog. I see somebody that's getting pissed. Somebody we need, we have that, that, uh, grit on the pitch. And I mean, cause we're not, we, we don't have it. I mean, everybody says, everybody's been saying today, um, why are we getting an old man to play, you know, our striker, blah, blah, blah. We can barely get, uh, you know, uh, we can barely get service to our own striker. Well, maybe our own striker, the one we have, our number nine, is playing out of position. Only could do was one trick pony. Um, can't hit the ball. Uh, what else? I mean, what else do I'm going to say? Uh, can't combine the pitch. 
can't command on the Jokovic. We, I mean, Zlatan came in and did what Zlatan did and put this man on the bench, our number nine on the bench. Took his shirt away from him, you know, told him to get a, you know, to get, you know, you know, go get your water bottle, go sit at the end of the bench, I'm going to take your shirt number. You know what I mean? And now well, Zlatan, actually Lukaku took his shirt number. But um, Zlatan, you know, played as an old man. Cavani could probably do the same. So I'm not as I'm not as down and out with the Cavani trade. I mean, yeah, we're paying on big wages, 200 k over 200 k a week. But what well, I mean, what can it not hurt? You know, um, he's gonna be better than Martial if he's if he's healthy. He'll be better than Martial. He'll be better than Agallo. If he gets service, that's the next question. So what's the lineup we're gonna do? I mean, are we gonna have Pogba? Sitting back, all the way back on the other half of the field, or we end up advancing Pogba. And don't tell me Ole's telling me he needs to sit back on the other half of the pitch. That's his choice. What are we going to have? Are we going to have Matic? Slow-ass, statuesque Matic? No. Bruno, is he going to play more discipline? I'm really disappointed in Bruno. I really am. That's why either Dottie needs to play for Pogba or Bruno. One of the two. Hell, even Mata looks better than both of them. And I'm, I mean, I'm, Mata's old. You know, we have a geriatric up front, right? We have Mata, Cavani, uh, Igalos, a little getting up there in age. We have a geriatric front. But, I mean, give us some fucking effort. Give us some discipline. We want that. We want to be, we want some sort of sound football. And we're not getting it. I mean, I don't know, guys. I don't know. I don't know what you want. I mean, we get a again. We get a D for this transfer window because the holes we needed to fill, center back, left wing, we didn't. I said. I said a couple of transfers. I mean, I said we need to center forward, which we got one, Cavani. We needed another um, a backup for Bruno and Pogba, which we got Van de Beek. So we're missing two. We're missing a writer, right wing. Maybe, maybe this uh, Uruguayan and uh, uh, Chari. I couldn't. I couldn't even tell you what his nationality is because he played for Atlanta. Um, and he obviously he's not coming till um, January. So I mean, other than Tejas, do we need a left back? I mean, after the past few games, it looks like we do. Um, so we're missing, you know, the center back because it it looks dire at that position. Harry Maguire, I don't know. He just, he, he just I guess he forgot how to play center back. Lindelof Bailly, uh still, I mean, you could chuck him up to be just like uh, Jones and Smalling, not knowing where they're, you know, the ass from their, their head. Um, I just, we didn't address with verve, with, um, passion, with money. We didn't address the positions we needed to address. And it's, it, it's going to rear its ugly head. Uh, because look at our, look at our competition guys. Arsenal, which I said, uh, will come in second. And I know, uh, there's a few people out there that laughed at me has strengthened their team. 
Chelsea, we already know. Chelsea's already done with their business. I think they finally got the goalie wrapped up, but the goalie was already, you know, since we did our prediction pod uh, three pods ago, um, you know, he was already in the mix. They finally wrapped him up. Uh, Arsenal, Chelsea, uh, Man City. Well, Man City's made some made some moves, uh, getting a center back, but uh, does not look like um, they're still shaky. And Liverpool lost eight two to you know Aston Villa this week, uh, and eight two is eight two. I mean it's a pretty big more score you know margin, um, but you know Liverpool is Liverpool. They've actually brought you know some quality players in too. Um, are we throwing shit at the wall? Yes, we are. As Manchester United, we shouldn't be doing this. We're showing crap. We're throwing crap against the wall and hoping it sticks, and that's unfortunate. We've bought more academy players in the past year to strengthen that. And maybe a, you know what? Maybe Ole is like, you know what? This is this deathbed kind of, um, you know, uh, action, right? He's buying up property left and right because he knows, he knows he's a dead man walking. And to leave it for the next manager. Because we buy young talent. But they're not first team talent. And he's leaving the cupboard a plenty full of young players that um, that are going to come in. I think we got a a Serbian striker, and he's back in, in Belgrade. Um, we have uh, obviously the two we talked about today that we don't know if they're going to be playing first team. Uh, I mean, there's been so many first uh, academy under twenty one, not first team players that have been bought. They ain't going to sniff the first team for another couple of years. But if maybe this is all his master dream, you know, like, hey, you know what, I'm going to, if I'm going to get uh, crucified, I'm going to leave the cupboard, you know, I'm going to leave with the cupboard full of this European talent that's going to, you know, make good. And maybe that will be all his legacy. Who knows? But, you know, we need at this point as United fans to be, to come to the realization that we're going to have a tough season, period. Uh, Tottenham. Jose's got the Jose's got them playing that he like he should have got United playing. Uh, maybe he's getting the players that he's buying in. Tottenham's there. Arsenal, obviously. Liverpool, Chelsea, Man City, Wolves have made more moves than us. Quality moves, and then probably it'll it'll show down the road. Leeds made more moves. Leeds was barely promoted. Made has made more quality moves than us. I mean, who are we? I mean, who are we joking as Manchester United fans? And I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna come on here and say that you know everything's gonna be rosy. No, I mean this is just a quick pod just to tell y'all of what has happened today. Uh, but uh, I just we have to you know we have to look ourselves in the mirror, guys. We have to look at ourselves and say we are not. Manchester United anymore and until we can do that and as fans I asked this question yesterday what can we do what can we do cheer our club on cheer them buy the merch buy the everything buy season tickets you know line the the pockets and coffers of this board and, and club I don't know I, I, I don't want to not support my team 
I don't know what to want, not want to watch him. But golly, I mean, what's gonna? I mean, what's gonna give? What has to give? And I don't have the answer for that. But after today, I understand that this club, this uh, management, not the club, the club is a difference. I mean, talking about the management management structure, that they do not have the best interest of Manchester United. We shouldn't be waiting till the last day. And that's what it is. We always wait till the last day to make moves, to make panic buys, and or last week of a transfer window because we try to negotiate and it's not working. Manchester United tax is what the Manchester United tax is because they know we're desperate and that's the, that's the problem. We're not bringing in players that are making good. So obviously, obviously, you know, players like Dembele from Barcelona, you know, Barcelona didn't have to. I mean, they're like, whatever, man, you want him? You're going to pay this on loan price. Uh, he has to agree to uh, um, a loan uh, contract extension. And then you're going to pay his, his, his out, outrageous fees. So, I mean, it's just they know that they can, you know, get away with pulling us around. Sancho, 120, you're going to pay 120. Don't even come to the table if you don't have 120. And they, you know, Manchester United dicked around with that. I'm glad they did. We didn't need we didn't need Sancho that much. That would have just limited our more options, right? But it limited options to where we're scrambling around buying an 18 year old, uh, 18 year old over the hill striker, um, a left back that can't get in the Brazil team. Uh, what else? And and Donny Vanderbeek, which uh, should have gone to Real Madrid. So. I don't know. What do we do? What do we do? Uh, we support our team through and through, no matter what. Uh, don't buy, don't buy merchandise. I wouldn't. Don't buy a jersey. Don't buy a seven Cavani jersey. Don't buy a a new a kit. All those people that want to, you know, stripe kits, don't buy them. You want if you want to hit the Glazers in the pocket books, don't buy his merch. Don't subscribe to Man United TV. I mean, they already have the television contract. That that's not going to hurt them. But don't don't subscribe to Man United TV. You're gonna. I mean, what's unfollowing them going to do? Doesn't mean shit. That's free publicity. Don't subscribe to Man United TV. Don't pay that subscription. Um, don't buy their merchandise. Don't go to the games. That's what you can do. Is that going to happen? No, it's not. In a world of COVID. They probably have insurance on on, on the, the seating thing, but to unsubscribe to Manchester United TV, that's probably going to hit them more worse than worst. Worst if you have stock in Manchester United, sell it. Yeah, let their stock go down. See how they. I mean, sell they do. That's how you're gonna. That's how you're gonna hit the Glazers. Not on following them on Twitter, on Facebook. I mean, they don't give a shit about that. Because you know why? In a couple of weeks, just like drugs, you're going to come back and, and start following them. If you want to attack them on social media, you have to hit them, hit their, hit their sponsors. I mean, my best suggestion is is you hit hashtag Manchester United fan. Don't buy at Adidas, at Chevrolet, 
at Nissan, um, you know, at their big sponsors, right? You put hashtag Manchester United, don't buy whatever their at whatever their sponsor's name is. If that's where, if that's how you're going to try to do it on social media, that's the way to go. I mean, that's the way to do because you know what? When advertisers get <laughs> spooked, they're going to start pulling advertising money, and you stop buying their, you know, you stop buying uh, Adidas. As Manchester, Manchester fans, you start buying the jerseys. Uh, you start buying, stop buying the cars. I doubt there's a lot of Chevys in uh, the UK, but you know, it might might surprise me. Um, you know, <laughs> the Nissan Soups, whatever investment that they have in in the in Asia. If that's how if that if you, if you want to try to do it on social media, that's how you try to do it. Is you have a you know just like they do with the. A lot of, you know, sponsors here and with the political TV ads here in the United States, they start pulling advertising. And when people start pulling advertising, that's when, the you know, the, 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 the companies start, okay, they need to you start changing their approach. Because advertising money means more than, you know, to them than you buying a jersey and, and, and your, your ticket sales and your little, you know, your little glazers out, little scarves. No. Hit their advertisers where they, you know, where they need to go. I mean, need to be hit in their pockets, and that's how you start making change. So, I mean, that's I mean, if you're gonna try to do it by social media wise, that's how you do it. Okay, well, uh, that is the end of this doom and gloom session again. I know uh, last night we uh, Matt and I had one, but I just wanted to give you an update on who we signed. Uh, in my opinion, on, on how they are, I mean, how they can fare with the club and obviously the um, mishandling of this transfer window. So, guys, um, thank you for thank you for listening. Um, you know, you can hit us up on iTunes, iSpotify, iHeartRadio, uh, SoundCloud. Check us out on Instagram. I think that's where most active Instagram and Twitter, Facebook. Uh, don't write to me podcast. Uh, so check us out there. Um, check out, you know, special thanks to DeRoe from the Rona podcast, uh, Hutch Ison for the South Texas train wrecks. We have Victoria Months of Ice from the Alice in Wonderland food trucks. She's here in Alice guys, go check out her food. Um, she's bringing more food, uh, to the South Texas area and as in food trucks. So check her out, uh, check her website out. Uh, another one, Axe Daddy, Axe Daddy's throw house. I think that's what it's called. Go check them out here in South Texas. And Lucky Diaz, where you at? Oh, and um, EC, get well, brother. And Matt, come back safe. I just want to let you guys know that I grew up an only child, so me talking about myself, talking to myself, is not something that um, that uh, I'm not. Uh, how would you say? Not a, you're not opposed to. So, yeah. I was alone. I was all by myself. No one was looking. Did I mention I was all by myself? All by myself. <laughs>